0: Welcome to Hazardous Opinions. My name's Eric. There's Andy. Hello. And today we're talking about The Lord of the Rings. The Fellowship of the Ring. First one in the series. Um, This movie came out in 2001. It is an action-adventure, drama, fantasy movie. Directed by Peter
1: Jackson. Indeed. Yeah, the man known for... uh well mostly the series and the uh, follow up prequels the hobbit and uh king kong all great movies but yeah this this movie stars a lot of big names we we discussed a little bit before the episode what actually qualifies as a big name but <laughs> uh it it does star uh, people like Kate Blanchett Elijah Wood uh Ian McKellen, Sean Bean, Andy Circus. It it could go on. There's there's a lot of names in here that that are um very popular and have been in a lot of stuff. A lot of these people this is kind of near the uh, start of their career, but we have people, of course, like uh Ian McKellen and Christopher Lee who go on to continue to have huge careers after this. But yeah, and then uh one of my favorite um Actors in here that I noticed, uh, Dominic Monaghan, who is Charlie in Lost, was a fun surprise to see in here.
0: Oh, yeah. I remember him.
1: Yeah, I like that guy. So, before I get into the synopsis a little bit, what did you think of this movie?
0: 10 out of 10. Perfect.
1: Damn. I love it. It's quite the
0: high rating. Yeah, it is and it deserves it because i've seen this movie a million times and i'll see it a million more times before i die mark my words (laughs) and uh i love everything about it there's so much like heroism and um complex characters in it and uh just like the story of the whole thing i mean tolkien Like, just created a universe that is just reaming with uh, fantasy land. All like, if you just like, if you're a fan of like, uh, fantasy stuff, like, this is the movie for you because, like, or not the movie, I mean, movie series. Yeah. Because it's got all of it. It's got wizards, got dragons fighting, dragons, big monsters, all kinds of, uh, different races of, uh, you know, I, at people, I guess I wouldn't say like, <laughs> yeah, there's like humans, elves, dwarves. I mean, it's just a, it's like classic, you know, D&D style like universe.
1: Yeah, I would say it's probably a big reason for the popularization of a lot of these as staple uh, races for the fantasy genre as well. yeah. Like, what um what fantasy game do you play that doesn't have like at least dwarves or elves as a character hobbits aren't as as big, but dragons of course are huge in the fantasy genre yep yeah this movie is uh or this movie series and book series is a starting point for a lot of good stuff in the future oh yeah absolutely i uh I haven't seen this movie in eight, nine years. It's been quite a while since I've seen this movie series. I know you probably watched a lot more than I do. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it still held up for me. Uh, we both watched the extended edition, but I think I would probably give this around at eight, six, eight, seven. There's a few things I think that hold the movie back for me. And I don't think the extended edition as a whole brought it down. I think it's just the, uh, the first half of the movie as someone who's, who's seen these quite a few times, albeit a long time ago, I still remembered a lot of the setup. So I felt like the first hour of setup was just kind of just come on. I already know this stuff, but um, this movie really picks up in the second half for me personally, and really drills into all the fantasy stuff when it gets into the combat, uh, actually getting up into Mordor near the end there. Uh, and dealing with the like iruk uh all that stuff is just love it it's just pure fantasy perfection mm-hmm. uh, and this is probably a movie you could recommend to any person who loves like fantasy
0: absolutely yeah there's no doubt that uh, you would love this movie if you're a fan of um, if
1: you're a fan of fantasy like I am yeah So I'm not going to summarize the entire movie as there's four hours of content, but (laughs) the uh, brief rundown of this movie is we have our main protagonist, uh, Frodo Baggins, who receives this very powerful ancient ring from his uncle Bilbo, who we get to see later in the Hobbit prequels. And this ring is one of, was it 10 rings? There's nine, nine, had to do math one of 18 other rings <laughs> right, right. 369 to the to the elves dwarves and uh, into man oh well maybe there's 18 rings okay. but this one is from I guess I haven't read the books at least from what the movie tells us is the most powerful ring of all of them and uh, as Frodo receives the ring this dark force uh, Lord Sauron is kind of aware of the ring's presence and is coming back to retrieve it. So Frodo and his hobbit friends and a whole lot of other people we're going to meet along the way kind of have to go to Mordor to bring it back to where it was created and destroy it in Mount Doom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> of all the, you know, witty names like Tolkien could come up with. He's just like Mount Doom.
1: <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, Come we're on now. like 40 years ago yeah yeah it's i laughed when they when they mentioned it in the movie yeah but that's also one of the other big points that i find in this movie is it's got such a huge group of people going on this journey it's not your normal four or five sometimes trio of people that go there's like nine people in the group and they all get their time to shine there's no one like overlapping each other more than others. I feel like everyone just gets an equal amount of time to be really good developed characters.
0: Yeah. It's Even, it's like uh, everyone has a role to play in this, uh, in this group and they all have their strengths and play off each other.
1: Yeah. Or weaknesses in the case of Sean Bean. Yeah. Well, He's, I mean like uh, his character. Sorry. I, I really like him as an actor. But well, yeah no boromir, like his uh, his character
0: boromir boromir is actually like one of my favorite uh characters in this movie mainly because of his whole arc you know even though he uh felt susceptible to the ring which is easy to do according to you know most of middle earth it, he's still uh you know, he still redeemed himself at the end. And, you know, he just, he, you know, admitted his faults and all that. Like, it, you know, it, it's like one of those things where he's, he sacrificed himself. So, like, you got to forgive him, you know?
1: Yep. Yeah. I mean, even Gandalf could barely even resist and just absolutely exactly. bring away from him. So
0: it's like everyone else, like, and ed- like, Everyone else is like admitting their weakness to this ring, so that's why they give it to Frodo. But Boromir thinks he can control it, and turns out he failed at that. So,
1: yeah. So we're going to jump into uh, spoiler territory here.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: spoiled. Spoiled. <laughs> Already yeah. spoiled. So this this movie opens up. Again, as we said in the intro, we're watching the extended edition. It's around four hours. I think the original was, what, two and a half? So it, it adds yeah. like an extra hour, hour and 15 minutes of content. It doesn't feel like it drags the movie on. Overall, though, I'd, I did have to watch this in two parts, but that's mostly just due to time constraints. Yeah. And I do think someone going into this for the first time Maybe it's going to be a lot of information like like when we watched Dune, but it uh didn't really I, to me too much.
0: No, like I feel like it was uh, like if I like I tried to put myself into the mindset of someone watching it for the first time with the extended version, because it's the first time I've seen the extended version this time around. And uh, I feel like if I were it was my first time watching it, like I feel like I like I would be able to be invested more in the shire and everything around it because like that's like the whole like thing going into it that's why these hobbits are so like so heroic because like they think of the shire every time they reach a point where you know their uh what well, their faith is tested in this mission right or this quest mm-hmm. And they think of the Shire and thinking about losing all that. And then they get, you know, muster up all this heroism and then they do something awesome. So, I mean, but like with the whole first part of the movie, I don't notice there was I did notice there was a narrator in the beginning that kind of explains stuff. I don't think there was any of that in the original version.
1: Yeah, I I don't think there was because there was a couple of scenes with what's his name? It's like Isendril, the original guy who received the ring after he cut off the hand of Sauron. Mm -hmm. Kind of went mad with it. I don't remember any of those scenes. That was, that was in the original. I thought I did remember something about uh, like some sort of introduction to the ring before we meet the hobbits, but maybe it just wasn't that long or no narration.
0: Maybe it was a little longer, but, yeah, that that was definitely there in the originals. But yeah, that was basically saying like how Sauron used to be in solid form, I guess. <laughs> when he had the ring, and he was just destroying everybody. And then, uh, yeah, he got the ring cut off of him. That was the only thing that could stop him is just cutting off his fingers, which was a little bit odd to me. Uh, could have... I don't
1: know. done something
0: more cool than that. But, uh, yeah,
1: it's like as a indestructible ish being. Yeah. I feel like your hand is pretty, uh, like vulnerable and out there's your swing, your sword.
0: Yeah. in his first instinct, instead of like killing him, which he could have very well easily done. He's just like, I'm going to grab you. <laughs> <laughs> With my when He does hand. that. That's when he cuts off his fucking fingers and he blows up.
1: Yeah. That's like, um, yeah, not not the greatest of ideas there.
0: No, but I mean, they stayed faithful to the book, so it's it wasn't, you know, it's not their fault. They could have rewrote it, but that would have been not not cool.
1: Yeah. Yo, don't piss off Tolkien anymore. No. <laughs> so I was I kind of wondered, and a lot of these answers are probably in the book somewhere, of course, as it is with Dune and Star Wars and everything else but like i wonder how they chose how many rings to give to each race cuz the intro narrator uh was talking a lot of shit on humans it's like then they gave them nine rings even yeah, though even the though they're the ones the least amount of rings it's like the elves probably would have been the most capable hands but the man desired most power
0: or the most power too so like if anything they would fall susceptible to Rings of power, right? I mean, abuse yeah. it maybe. So just give them nine rings. <laughs> <It's> like, what?
1: <laughs> right. The dwarves. I, guess I
0: didn't think about that too much.
1: Yeah. I, I guess I get giving the dwarves like six of them because they can put them in their, uh, their big keeps and stronghold somewhere and keep them safe. Yeah. But like he only gave the elves three. Maybe it's because they're already so powerful. Yeah. Pretty they much are. better than everyone else. Yeah in pretty much every way too. Yeah. Or, you know, it could be a balancing thing too. Maybe humans are the weakest of the, of those three races. And so they're like, here's some rings to make the world more balanced. I don't know. I don't know what the rings were made for anyways. I mean, I'm sure it was explained in the
0: rings of power, but uh, I never, I never really got into that show. I mean, cause the elves, they forged the rings and then they just they forged these magical rings and they just decided to give them out to everybody. Yeah, I really need to read the books. <laughs> <laughs>
1: this is bothering me now. Yeah. Oh, like I mentioned, like, I think the first half drains more for me. And I think one of the big factors of that is the first 20 or so minutes where we're in the Shire and almost everything has been memed to death from those scenes and i just cannot unravel that from my mind when i'm viewing these i'm just waiting for frodo to make his weird fucking noises when he sees gandalf gandalf (laughs) gandalf and just i can't get those out of my head and just the weird lighting and everything it just i don't much like the shire stuff but uh, I like Bill's birthday party. I think that was one of the parts I did like of the intro area here. Uh, what,
0: what was it about the, the lighting you didn't like? This just seemed like
1: daylight to me. It's just something about the Shire. I, I get it's probably to display like, Oh, safety in the light as like, kind of talk about light and dark throughout the whole
0: oh yeah there's definitely cinematography like intentionally like throughout this whole first part because like yeah you could tell the whole like all the colors change as soon as the nazgul show up like uh all of a sudden everything gets more dark it's all grayed out and stuff and like they go from like being these happy go lucky hobbits to actually like running from their lives running for their lives uh, from
1: these dark creatures. I just find a lot of this um, intro area with the Shire has this almost mystical lighting in it. And I get why they do that to provide more stark contrasts. Yeah. That was just, I think the only lighting in the movie I didn't much enjoy other than I guess the elves always have this bluish lighting around them as well. And it just almost makes the movie seem more grainy when they use that lighting. I wasn't just, I suppose, fan of it, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I mean the, the lighting definitely, uh, definitely does play a part, you know, with the elves it's like, you know, more like elegant and like more, uh, sophisticated, I guess in uh, terms of like when, when they're in Rivendell and when they go into their territory after going through the, the mines of Moria yep. and all that, like you could tell like they're, they got like their shit on lock. So they're, <laughs> they're just like, it's all like safety and they're pretty well guarded. So you just feel kind of safe when you're around the elves, but everywhere else it, it is, uh, it can get a little tricky sometimes especially when there's uh when they do the whole contrast from Mordor to everywhere else because it's just all dark <laughs> and with dark clouds and stuff and uh you can see the uh, they like to use god rays a lot too.
1: Yeah, so they I do. I thought
0: I thought it was like pretty cool anyways, but uh yeah.
1: One thing I did wonder is what is it about the elves like This being an introductory movie, I feel like we don't get the full sense of the Elves' power. Uh, I think we see that in more of the Hobbit movies. Like, they're just immense armies and the kind of technology that they bring that helps them be superior as well um, with some of their firepower. But in this, you kind of see, like, oh, they're going to the forest to meet the Elves because they know they'll be safe there. And Aragorn and Legolas lead them there. But they don't really explain why the like the ringwraiths don't follow them there or like attack the elves because they've already they, been killing everyone in their path
0: yeah i mean the ring ringwraiths did try i mean I, I think it's because the elves they do have magical powers so i think that's the only thing they have against the ringwraiths because mm-hmm. you know all what happened to the ring ringwraiths on their way to rivendell Uh, After, you know, Frodo got stabbed for the first time anyways, (laughs) and they're on their way to Rivendell and. uh, And then she uses that the river to pretty much take out the Nazgûls. So, I mean, like that just goes to show like what kind of power they have to protect them against the, you know, forces like
1: that. Do they all have that though, or is that just? I don't uh, think so. Arwen and Galadriel. I have. I powers? don't.
0: I don't know if they do or not. You know, that's probably something explained in the books, but you know, like with, you know, with um, Galadriel being like, also like already having powers, and then there was that. Uh, there was that one lady that
1: I forgot her name but she was, like, the
0: all-powerful
1: one. Aragorn's uh, love interest there? Yeah, no, that's Galadriel. No, but, that one's Arwen. Galadriel's the one that um, is later the one that Gimli takes the three hairs from as his uh, reward. Oh, right. Okay. Are, are you sure? Yeah, yeah, because I had to look it up because I thought the first one that Aragorn was kissing was Galadriel. And I was actually looking it up and that, that one's Arwen. Oh, I, I messed
0: that up. I apologize, but okay. Arwen is, it's just a, re- like, as far as we know, like Arwen is just a regular elf and she has powers. And then also Galadriel is like the all powerful one. She has the ring of power and she has, you know, powers of her own too. Right. Yep. And, dad Arwen's dad fucking
1: whatever his name is <laughs>
0: wasn't too invested in the elves oh. as you could see
1: yeah Elrond the
0: uh, the one that was the yes yeah. he was- also has healing powers because he was the one that was able to uh, he was the only one because remember Arwen was like I gotta get him to my dad or my yep. father so he can heal him so he has healing powers cause he got stabbed by a, a, a magical
1: sword. It's <laughs> one way I mean, to put it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know exactly what happened there, but I'm sure is explained in the books. <laughs> we'll, you yep. we'll quote that a lot. Make that a quote. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I knew Elrond cause I looked him up. I'm like, that guy looks fucking familiar, but he looks so yeah. much younger than this. I looked him up and it's, it's Hugo weaving. Hugo Weaving, yeah. He was he was uh,
0: uh Mr. Smith or Agent Smith.
1: Yep. From the Matrix. That's what yep. I remember him from. He's in um Stranger Things as well. He's the the dad like figure the the sheriff. What? The the sheriff guy in Stranger Things? No.
0: Fucking Hopper? Yeah. No. That's not him. Is that <laughs> No, it's not. I don't know what his name is, but that's not that's not Hugo. OK, no, I'm because you've watched you've seen Violent Night, right? Yeah. Yeah, that that like whoever plays Santa Claus in that is the same one that plays Harper, oh,
1: David Harbour. Yeah, that's what like, it is. Yeah, those guys look alike. Do they, though? If you look at their modern pictures, I think they do. I suppose. Okay, that makes more sense. It's like, why does David Harbour look so young? (laughs) He looks younger. This was like 40 years ago. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah, Hugo Weaving is um, uh, in the MCU now. He's uh, Captain Russia or whatever his name is in those Black Widow movies. Captain Russia? Yeah, he is a cooler name than that. Cool. Okay. You just call him Captain Russia? That's what I'm going to call him, yeah. <laughs> He's uh, the Red Skull. Sorry. Uh,
0: oh, he's the Red S- I know who you're talking about now. I remember that he's in Captain America, too.
1: Right. David Harbour is Captain Russia.
0: <laughs> oh, David Harbour
1: is OK. Yeah. See, they, those guys just get me mixed up. There's so many celebrity lookalikes. Yeah, but but anyways, yes, the the council. I really enjoyed those scenes in general. Where they're kind of just bickering and trying to figure out what to do, and uh, Frodo's just there in the corner trying to, like, I'll take the ring,
0: I'll take it, and then everybody's like, "All right, he volunteered." <laughs> like his kind of the, kind of the hobbits are the pretty much the outliers in all of Middle Earth that don't have rings already. Yeah. So, I mean, he made We're it this far while holding it, so can't be that bad just having him take it all the way to Mordor.
1: Yeah. Yeah, of course, uh, Boromir steps up to take the ring, too, and he gets shot down immediately.
0: <laughs> yeah, he does. Nah,
1: that ain't happened, Chief. <laughs>
0: nope. And then, uh... And then, uh, Legolas wants to take it, and then Gimli gets all pissed off. He's like, I will die before I let an elf take the ring, because... <laughs> Apparently, they've had, I mean, we see, we see this in, like, The Hobbit, but, you know, yeah. the elves and the Huge dwarves piece. have, like, a major dispute with each other. I think, well, what did the elves do? I think they enslaved the I thought, dwarves yeah. or something.
1: I think it was something like that. They enslaved them, and I think they've been at war with them quite a few times.
0: Yeah. So, they got beef. Long story short. <laughs> So, I mean, with everyone bickering, he's like, yeah, I'll take it. And then everybody's like, all right, well, I'll join you. I'll protect you. <laughs> and then they form a fellowship. Yeah. And my axe. And my ass. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a lot of memes coming out of this. But, I mean, what great movie of all time
1: hasn't been memed? That's true. That's true. Yeah, I mean, it's good going back and seeing this. And then just meme spotting as well. Yeah. Previous movies. It's like, oh, there's that one. Yep. Very. I mean, because the whole
0: point of a meme is that. I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) It's like the whole point of
0: a meme is that everybody gets the joke. And if everybody's seen the movie, they'll get the joke.
1: Yep. Yeah, definitely a, a very widely watched movie. It's got like 2 million ratings on IMDb. Holy shit, he does look like him with the beard. Yeah. I never seen him with a beard. So in the uh, for for I thought you were
0: talking crazy there for a minute, but holy shit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just a picture of Weaving and Harbor side by side and Yeah. If you shave off Weaving's beard, I think they look alike. Yeah, exactly.
0: Or even he looks more like him with the beard cuz I've always seen David Harbor with the beard. So I guess oh, yeah, it's like
1: especially in like season. Three of Stranger Things. Yeah. Yo, big age gap difference there though, I'm sure. Huge. But uh Hugh still kicking it. He still looks uh pretty young. Cause he's probably what 30s when this movie came out.
0: Yeah. He's probably like one of those vampires in the Illuminati or something. <laughs> it's like <laughs> what, Keanu what's that Reeves, a- where he's like secretly like 60. Yeah. Well what's that uh conspiracy that how how what's Hollywood through? actors stay so young Is they're just drinking a oh. lot of babies or something? <laughs>
1: Adrenochrome and all that. Yeah. <laughs> he's good stuff. Nineteen sixty, so he's he's sixty-three. Sixty-three. So. Damn. Yeah. Uh he looks really young for that.
0: He has even barely got any gray on him.
1: Yeah. He's looking good. Yeah. So one thing and Again, like our catchphrase, I'm sure this is going to be explained in the books. <laughs> yep. But w- what is the power differential between Saruman and Gandalf? Do you know that? Like, so they, they have their little wand fight. Their which. tussle.
0: Yeah, it was so like, funny. I'm agree with you on
1: that. That shit was <laughs> cheesy as hell, bro. Look, that's something that's not age. I'm like, could have used some, like, <laughs> or something. They're just, they kept spinning each other. And he went at one point, did it so many times to Gandalf. And like, as he was closing the doors as well, I was like, Is this that? Did I accidentally watch the version where it's the meme where it just continues closing the doors over
0: and over? Over and over. Because he's like, like, He keeps looking. I was like, Come on, Gandalf, fight back or something, dude. He's closing all the doors. He's not just going to let you walk through the other door.
1: Come on. He does the same phase like four times to each door. <laughs> yeah. He's
0: like, Oh, I'll go through this door. Well, I'll, I'll go through this door. It's like, <laughs> come on, man. I thought you were supposed to be wise. You're supposed to see through this. Come on, right. man.
1: And they just keep flipping each other and like tossing each other. Yeah. I just found this, this battle very comical and I couldn't, Yeah, I just couldn't place, like, what the power difference is between these two.
0: I have no idea. And, like, with all the powers that they have, like, why are they fighting each other with, like,
1: just telekinesis?
0: Like, then again, I'm not fully aware of what their power is.
1: Yeah, this is another one. It's like, I I don't know what the full extent of their power is. Like, I know Gandalf does stuff with the Balrog later, but that's kind of
0: it that you really see? It was more of, like, a more kind of like telekinesis where he was just uh, like, yeah, he, was, he
1: destroyed the bridge. It's pretty much all he did with him. Yeah. And had the shield to deflect that like one hit. Yeah.
0: He had a shield too. So
1: who I knows? Know. I feel like they have more power than, than we're seeing, but I'm sure that's stuff that's in the, the next movies as well that we'll see. Yeah. I mean, in return of the King, uh, I don't know if we're going, <laughs> are we going to be coy about what happens in the next movies or, I mean, the movies are forty years old. I you guys probably should have seen them by. Or sorry, not forty. The twenty. Oh, I don't like you saying forty. First uh, twenty one is years old. Now. Two
0: years old. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, you shouldn't have seen him by now. And like in uh, Return of the King, Gandalf just fucking destroys everybody. So he seems <laughs> kind of weak here in the beginning. So I don't know what happened. I mean, obviously he turns into Gandalf the White. Or yeah. Yeah, so I don't know yeah, if, if that means. Yeah, I don't know. And then he like put put him at the top of the tower, and then he like he was just trapped up there or something,
1: <laughs> as if yeah, like, he couldn't just like fly or something. He did and call an eagle. Yeah, he does call the eagles, which doesn't get really talked about in this movie either. No, thing later. Yeah, if he can it's call just- eagles whenever he wants to, like shit, like, <laughs> he could just do that every time. That'd be great. So, I mean, I think there's, there's a lot of setup in this movie and I completely understand. Like, like we talked about in Dune, when those later movies come out, it makes the first movie better. Cause now mm-hmm. that we know what happens in two towers and uh return of the King, it really improves how you see the first movie, knowing what it sets up to. Like yeah. all the references to uh, someone needs to be the King of Gondor and uh, Boromir calling the horn and them not answering the call. Yeah, probably because they're so far away, but.
0: but he did answer it, though. Uh, at least uh, Aragorn did. Yeah, maybe that was the intent. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think because uh, Aragorn is like also still uh, a Gondorian.
1: Gondorian, yeah.
0: I, I guess. He, he's still a man of Gondor, but he also does like mercenary work. So he kind of is like on his own.
1: Yeah, kind of denouncing the throne. Yeah, he doesn't moment. want it.
0: Well, like that's like the perfect person you want as a king, right? Someone who doesn't want it. You don't want somebody who wants power. Right. Yeah. But yeah, that's why he ends up being like, you know, the perfect guy for it. But he, he, that, yep. that's like his whole story arc throughout the, all three. Um, but it,
1: it's, it's good. I love it. Do you think there was any, uh, weirdness when the second movie came out? Because it came out in like 2002, about a year after nine eleven. and it's called the two towers. Oh no. <laughs> I was just thinking about that.
0: Well, I mean, they couldn't really uh, change the title just for the sake of that. I mean, because the book came out way before all, any of this. So that's true, yeah.
1: But and were the books individually titled like, um, like Game of Thrones does, or yeah, they're they're titled the same. Okay.
0: Yeah. No, not uh, Game of Thrones. That's like Fire and Ice or something, right?
1: Song of Ice and Fire. Yeah.
0: Song of Ice and Fire.
1: Yeah. No, I,
0: they're they're called the same.
1: Okay. That's cool. They're really
0: long books and they did change up the characters a little bit from what I know. I talked to my mom cuz she read all of them and uh, apparently like Legolas is supposed to be like some some happy drunk and <laughs> <laughs> like he he's just always like singing a song and stuff all the time and they're like always singing songs throughout the books. They don't sing pretty much at all throughout this. I mean, they sing a song like once or twice, but that's because they're that uh, they're at a bar. Yeah. Um, but like, there's a lot of like filler in the books of like when they're traveling and that's when they come up with like th- That's when they start singing songs and stuff.
1: Yeah. That, that makes sense with the transition because in this, you can show them traveling. Whereas in the yeah. books, you can't just skip to, oh, they're there. Yeah. They arrived. You gotta, you gotta make it feel like there's been some time passage
0: yeah in the extended version, I did notice that they uh stopped for a meal when they first set out, you know Sam and Frodo when they first set out, they actually cooked a meal and um, they're about to go to sleep that was That was added to this extended version, so like other than that, like all of the traveling parts are just pretty much all summed up.
1: They talk about food a lot in this movie actually and they do. I almost wonder if the meals were derivative of Tolkien's like, experience in World War One, because they seemed almost like like ration meals. Like um Legolas brings them their um, elf bread. Forgot the actual name of it. He's like, here, uh, you take one corner of a bite, and it will fill you up for hours. <laughs> like it's like it almost looks like a like one of those MRE um, pieces of bread, and then. Uh, yeah, hobbits have endless stomachs so they said they eat like four each.
0: Yeah, so I don't know exactly if that's the case. I I've always had this uh thought that hobbits just have uh they they just have time to cook in middle earth. So That's they really true. take time on like, cause they do a lot of farming. They do a lot of all that stuff. So they just like, they like to cook their meals cause they're, they're living simple lives where mm-hmm. everybody else in middle earth is always, uh, you know, in mass production or making efficient food, uh, so to speak, I guess they are too busy, uh, fighting wars, even though there wasn't really a war before this movie, maybe there was, I don't remember um but yeah I, i'm thinking this is like every everywhere else except the shire is just always kind of like in chaos so the hobbits like to eat their food yeah it's second breakfast and everything
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep We'd probably study a lot too cuz both him and, uh both frodo and bilbo seem very well educated about the goings on in the world like frodo just seems like a young kid at first and then um, Gandalf starts talking about stuff when he's there. And he's like, oh, uh, this guy who was defeated in like this year. And he starts like going off about history that happened uh, millennia ago. Yeah. And um,
0: yeah, Frodo and the, the gang, the hobbits just don't know shit.
1: They're just <laughs> there for the ride. I love uh, I don't know if this is in the original, but they they drop so many hints about some of the ring's power as well. Like they kept talking about, um, like, Hey Bilbo, like when are you going to drop dead so I can take your house? <laughs> you start to find out like later on the ring actually extends your life when you wear it.
0: Yeah. I like, I, I feel dumb for just now noticing this, but I did notice the age difference um, when they got to Rivendell and he was there. I'm like, God damn, he just <laughs> aged. Like, 40 years and then yeah. courtney courtney picked up on it i've seen this a million times courtney was like yeah it's like probably the ring was keeping him younger i'm like oh yep. my god and i facepalmed
1: that's like, <laughs> all catching up with him he looks a little creepy when they meet back up at the council there um at elron's place and he looks very creepy When he sees the ring around Frodo's neck again, you get probably one of the scariest fucking scenes in all of Lord of the Rings when uh, Bilbo does his fucking face and he's like, give it to me.
0: Yeah, it's almost like he's... uh, Let's go black. He's like having
1: withdrawals. Yeah.
0: He's like fiending.
1: It's like that. actually creeped me out the way his face changed. Yeah. That was very scary. There's a few... Cool bits of spooky stuff in this too, like the like the ring wraiths. I really like those guys in general. Yeah. The, um like the birthing scenes and all the lore surrounding like the Urkai. I really liked like those guys a lot, like they're super orcs basically, bred to uh be a lot more efficient at killing, even though um the band of uh the ring, the fellowship of the ring, kinda slays them just as they did all the normal arcs orcs. orcs.
0: Yeah, that's true. They did seem a lot more uh, organized as an army uh, this time around. Yeah, a little more intelligent. Yeah. I mean, just like their moving formations is like, I guess I'm assuming before that it was like, you know, the goblins and shit that we saw in uh, the mines of Moria, yeah. which yeah. really, they looked like spiders crawling everywhere. Yeah they just they just flood in yeah but yeah they were like all wild and shit but then these uh uruks Urukai, they uh they uh they were a lot more organized and like army wise
1: yep. you even had the the one who uh actually knew how to use technologies in the the crossbow or the can what kind of bow he, he just, had he just had a bow yeah when he uh shot Boromir like oh actually a smarter one. That's not just rushing in to die again. Yeah.
0: But he just took so long to kill him. Like he was just like (laughs) savoring every moment. It's kind of like a super villain. I get, I get like, we kind of followed his story ever since he was born. And, uh, so he was like the leader of the army, you know, got order, direct orders from Sar Saruman to get, grab the hobbits. And, um, so he I guess he was kind of like an antagonist, the like, kind of like the big guy. So
1: I can see why he was like they yeah, had that I, kind of sequence with him. I'd say he's probably the most main antagonist you could put in this movie other right. than the Ringwraiths, wraiths.
0: cuz none of our band except
1: Gandalf has seen Saruman. They just yep. know about him. And he's not even the main bad guy, he's also just a lackey.
0: He is, yeah, he's a servant of Sauron, you know. Yep. We had a conversation while we were watching this, Uh, like, why didn't Gandalf kind of pick up on his shady attitude when he went to go visit Saruman? I'm <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, they were good friends, you know. They're good friends before he decided to portray him. But, like, I feel like the way, you know, the shady way he was acting towards the war brewing and... Sauron, like you probably would have picked up on it.
1: I I thought about that too. I was looking for the tells of okay, where's Gandalf like dropping the ball here? And I feel like originally when they were talking in the tower, Saruman was legitimately coming to him as a friend, trying he was. to get him of the right side. Um so I, I guess I could see where he mixed up. But then the door closing thing is like, bruh. <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: He's like I'm just trying to leave bro Why do you gotta do this And he keeps yep. him captive What is he gonna do He's, I, I thought he was gonna like try torturing him Until like you know who's your, who's your daddy Is it Sauron <laughs>
1: No he just kind of sat up there Yep. <laughs> so there's A lot of this movie still does continue To impress And age well there are a few scenes that I don't know, green screen CGI or whatever, but like the ring falling into Frodo's finger when they're in the bar for the first yeah. time. <laughs> like, what what a perfect
0: this? set of circumstances. Like <laughs> that was so stupid. <laughs> yeah, that was, I'm sure like, I'm sure in the books it was probably in a way to different from that, but then they're like, you know, he probably wouldn't actually put on the ring for whatever reason. We have to find a way. It it, it was kind of like a shoehorned way of uh, having the Nazguls figure out where he is yep. without, you know, him doing it deliberately, which he does plenty of times
1: other times, too. So who knows? Yeah, it just felt like it, I, I understood the intention. It just looked really weird. It was there's a lot of stuff like, even though this movie was like four hours long, almost there's still some background scenes that I wish, I don't know if they were cut out or just never existed. Like uh, the love scenes between Aragorn and Arwen. I don't know if that happens more in the later movies. I can't recall. Um, it does since they are both still alive. Yeah. But I'm like I'm missing a lot of stuff and it really does. The movie does feel like a part of something bigger. It's not it, really a standalone thing.
0: Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, it'd be hard to put in a movie, like, all their their whole history with each other and why they love each other and stuff. And along with the whole overarching story.
1: You're trying to jump in a little lower of the world. and Yeah. It makes so, sense. I, mean, yeah. I
0: think it's just a lack of time you know kind of like with dune is like there's a lot there that that needs to be said but there's just a lack of time to be put into a movie yep you know and it's not i don't know i, I don't think it's anybody's fault but yeah it, like with this movie alone there is a lot lacking in terms of like you know what needs to be said cuz like yep. you like with what you're talking about with Aragorn and Arwen like they you get to see like more of their interactions throughout the rest of the movies. And it like by the end of it, it really does make sense. Uh, But yeah, just seeing this, like I can understand like, you know, who is this lady? Yeah.
1: And I'll, I'll talk about more later too, but the, the, the ending of this movie kind of caught me off guard, not really remembering where they cut it. It's, it definitely also kind of shows you that this is, Hey, this was meant to be a trilogy. Yeah. We, we weren't just going to cut it here. Yeah, because
0: like after this, like the whole gang gets split up and you pretty much don't see them with each other at all for the rest of the series. So I, I think that's why like this is my favorite because like they're all together and they're all like uh, doing their thing together and stuff. But like, yes, I mean, the the
1: rest of them do have
0: their merits, but like I, I really love seeing all these characters all in one party i guess
1: yeah they everyone just works great together there's such chemistry as they build the relationships and just the way that everyone has their specialties as well just really just works for me yeah Uh, it doesn't feel like there's any real duplicate characters or anything like obviously all the um the hobbits are pretty similar but they are, <laughs> I think it makes sense having a bigger group of them. Cause you can't really believably say like, uh, like during the uruk attacking and killing Boromir, they take down uh, the hobbits, take down a couple of them, but you wouldn't think that they'd be able to do that alone, but just no. the way they do it, like one of them goes for the legs and one of them, you know, stabs and
0: yeah, they help out when they can, <laughs> but they definitely would not survive on their own. <laughs> And I think that's why every time there's a a fight with the hobbits and orcs, like there's usually other people involved. I, I can't remember them taking on anybody by themselves. Yep. So,
1: Merry and Pippin, I think, are probably my favorite characters through the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, just as, like, uh, just as a singular movie here, of course, like Aragorn becomes a big badass and. Gandalf, of course, is awesome throughout the series, but like Marion and Pippin just for this one are such great comedic relief that I don't remember a lot of these lines from when I watched it before, like um, Gandalf's trying to get into the minds of Mora and uh, one of the two keeps chipping in uh, ideas to open the door. <laughs> he just fucking yells at it him. <laughs> it's like, will you please
0: shut up? So I'm trying to focus here. <laughs> <laughs> Basically what he said.
1: Yeah. But yeah. Throw him away off a cliff or something. Yeah. Pippin is
0: especially great because like he's just kind of dumb. I mean, he's (laughs) not dumb, but like he just kind of acts stupid sometimes. In like a funny way. And uh, Mary is the one that kind of keeps him in line. Yep, But not
1: really either because they both are troublemakers. (laughs) They keep jumping into everything. Like how they even got into this whole story in the first place is running around in the, the farmers field and yeah uh, and then they get involved into the fellowship because they snuck in on the council and uh, yeah what i thought was funny when they pop up there
0: yeah what i thought was funny when they were eavesdropping on the council and he's like there's a fellowship i want to join <laughs> and they're like all right you're you're with and he's like what are we doing <laughs> it's like you're eavesdropping and you have no idea what the hell's going on <laughs> <laughs> there's like if frodo's going i'm going and then they didn't really pay attention to anything else i don't know what they were doing eavesdropping anyways If they were just sneaking around like trying to find some food or something <laughs> i
1: think they just love gossip yeah uh, i feel like that's the kind of vibe i got from around the shires they just love to talk
0: they yeah uh, they love to talk they do
1: <laughs> very simple lives and then they have very simple interests yep I um don't remember the squid monster either outside of that locked door to uh, the mines. Uh do you remember if that's in the original? It was. It was. Yeah. I thought that thing was pretty interesting. It'd be cool to see more sea life and monsters like that other more than monsters than dragons.
0: Yeah, there's definitely more monsters in like the second two movies. Um but yeah, that that uh squid was kind of critical in you know, locking them into the Mines of Moria so they have to go through it.
1: Yep. I will say yeah. I really like... I wish we seen more of the Balrog, but I really did like the cave troll that uh, that bursts in in that big um, fighting in the the throne room there. Yeah. Um, kind of felt like Harry Potter when the, the troll breaks into the bathroom and stuff and he's just swinging his hammer around and trying to hit shit.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, why do trolls always act
1: like that they're just all rage mode they don't even know what they're doing fucking Legolas puts like three arrows through his head and he's still walking around hitting at things <laughs> and then he gets like one arrow like between the eyes like I don't know if he was like missing
0: his tiny brain or something
1: <laughs> yeah just
0: got a really one shot and then that was it
1: he's down yeah but I like that they all like work together and fucking Frodo gets stabbed again that's yep. where he gets stabbed so many times
0: he does, and like, I'm like, holy shit! How many times is this guy gonna get stabbed?
1: <laughs> and he, I was like, I I know he has the mithril on, but like, why are you doing all those faces? Is it just did you break your ribs or something when he hit you?
0: I know. I'm like, yeah, probably hurt, but like, why <laughs> did he look like that? Like, he just looked like he just was about to die. Yeah. And I I don't like. I get it. You you wanted for the story's sake, you wanted to make people think that he was gonna die, but like. Again come on <laughs> again yeah he has like the same facial expression every time he he gets uh stabbed and uh he's just always shocked and he looks like he's uh staring at the face of god and <laughs> how uh, could you do this <laughs> yeah he looks offended at the same time
1: <laughs> yeah, That's kind of really, cheesy but I really do like the escape scenes as well from the, uh, the Balrog there. And then of course, you know, the scene everyone knows and probably talks about is the, the, you shall not pass on the bridge. Yeah. But I like the, the whole staircase thing with a uh, Legolas teaching Frodo how to balance it and getting them across. And then uh, nobody tosses a dwarf. He, he jumps over <laughs> and barely makes it. Yeah.
0: Oh man. Yeah, that that was uh, pretty intense there. Like, they were just, like, rocking back and forth on this staircase. First of all, when they build these staircases, why are they just, like, why are they like that? Why do not they just use a ladder, you know? Is a a thin staircase that much safer?
1: Dwarves are bored. They have a lot of time to uh, build staircases and big mines. And fucking pillars. They called that a city, but it was just a big cave full of pillars. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it looked more beautiful at some point. Maybe. I mean, yeah, yeah, a little little dead inside. A little dead. But Yeah, obviously um, news doesn't travel faster on the dwarf world because it seemed um, destroyed for quite a while and Gimli was not aware of that. Gimli was so excited to see his family. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was. Uh, had to have been at least like 60, 80,
1: 100 years. They've all been dead. It's like you didn't uh, notice when your your family stopped sending you postcards or whatever they do in Middle Earth. They must be really, really
0: disconnected. But um, like I know that dwarves do live longer than humans, but not yep. as long as elves. I don't know what the like the aging difference is between the two, but. I do know they have a lot longer lives.
1: Yeah, that definitely makes sense, because I feel like some of the ones from um, from this movie are in The Hobbit as well, right? I thought there was one or two that we see or like uh, family members. Never mind. Maybe it's not them themselves. Mm,
0: Maybe, maybe. I think you're right. Not sure, though. they,
1: They could be alive. Looks like around two hundred and fifty years for a dwarf lifespan. Two so hundred and fifty? So if Bilbo's still alive throughout the two movies then or two series, then the dwarves probably are. Yeah. That's true. The ones that survive in the Hobbit. But Yeah. Not very many them survive, <laughs> if any. Yep. Why the hell does Sean Bean have to die in every movie he's in? Is that like a thing in this contract? <sighs> It must be, dude. And it sucks. <laughs> I think I've seen one movie, and it's probably Interstellar, that um, that he did not die in. Really? Yeah, yeah I mean, scientist. I,
0: don't, I don't remember him being in Interstellar. Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen Interstellar.
1: He was in a very uh, small role. or uh, Sorry, not Interstellar. The uh, Martian. Oh, The Martian. With... Was it Gambino in that movie? He was. Yeah, He was. He's he one of the scientists with him. Donald Glover. He yeah, he it.
0: was. He was the astrophysicist.
1: you yep. But be yeah, almost every other movie I've seen this guy and he dies. Usually Unfortunately. not. Unfortunately. Great deaths either.
0: No. Gets beheaded in Game of Thrones. Gets shot with an arrow <laughs> three
1: times, four times in this yep. movie. Um, yeah. Uh, I like Sam's dedication to Frodo as well. I don't know what their relationship is before. I didn't think it was just friends because he almost seems like a master servant type of relationship, or like a like a respect for your elders. I I like I couldn't yeah. tell what the relationship was in the Shire, but Sam is just fucking dedicated to Frodo. He and is I love that to the point where he like drowned himself at the end. To he uh, did. leave frodo alone
0: yeah that that shows great dedication like i don't know what like his relationship is with him is too like i'm wondering that too because uh you see see them out a little bit or
1: something like that
0: yeah as like uh i know he was given an assignment to help frodo in his quest by gandalf that doesn't really change the role of a friendship like that. <laughs> you know, start yeah. calling your friend master just because you've been <laughs> tasked to help them. But yeah. who knows?
1: Yeah. And then they kind of just walk into Mordor simply. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the movie just kind of ends there. And I was a little shocked. I forgot that the, uh, where the movie ended. I was like, Oh, they're not going to Mordor in this one, are they? And then, of course it cut off and I know I was texting you during and I was like, yeah, I got like 30 minutes left. I'm, I'm actually really excited for this last part. And then there was 20 minutes of credits.
0: <laughs> yeah. it kind of wrapped up though. Cause then like you kind of, you kind of seen that Frodo and Sam were about to go into Mordor, you know, Pippin and Mary got captured and then the rest of the guys are like, okay, you know, Frodo is going on his own, but we can still save Mary and Pippin and yep. they leave and that's it. So it kind of wraps up. So I'm like, kind of know what their task is and what they're going to do in the next movie.
1: Yeah. There's no, uh, no loose ends necessarily. Cause you know where people are going next. Yeah. You know what to expect at least. Yep. It does. But make yeah, me it, it does. I to go to the next one though. Yeah, Absolutely. Twenty minutes of credits. I don't know if I've. I feel like most movies are it has like to
0: be like minutes. Has to be like the seemingly endless amount of extras throughout this movie. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I mean, think about it though. Like, if you got, you know, you got called up by Peter Jackson and he's like, "Hey, I want you to play an orc in this movie." I'm like, "Say less. Let's go. <laughs> Let's you do know? it. Let's do it. Yeah." So. I mean, the orcs, the armies, I mean, not really armies, small groups, people,
1: all that stuff and all the hobbits. I mean, it is a huge, huge staff that worked on this movie, like even like their visual effects and special effects departments. Oh, yeah. Huge multi page lists of names. I bet. Especially since with it being like so um, early
0: in the CGI field, like you probably need a lot of people on deck to actually pull shit like this off. Yep. But like, speaking of CGI, Gollum is probably like one of the, like still like one of the highest detailed characters I've seen in a CGI character.
1: Oh yeah. We don't get to see him too much in this movie, which I was sad about. I thought this was one that we see him no more, but um, Andy circus does a hell of a job in those I don't know if it was mocap back then, but at least his uh, his role for doing Golem here. Yeah.
0: Spectacular. I, it was great. Yeah, we don't see much of Golem throughout this, but like uh, the eyes and all that stuff was just phenomenal. <laughs>
1: Looks a whole lot better than uh, the Golem video game.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Which is nuts. I mean,
1: you'd think they'd have a bigger budget for that game.
0: Nope. Since the uh, WB like owns the rights
1: for Lord of the Rings, correct? Uh not for the games. Embracer owns most of those. Oh, okay. They've been uh, buying them up. I think they actually own the new Middle-earth games too. They do. I I
0: know that. But um so like
1: in order to like
0: keep a rights to a certain franchise, like you have to put something out like every like 10 years within like 10 years or something
1: for in order to keep it. Right. It's something like that. I know that's what they do with like Disney properties a lot. They have to continuously like renew the trademark and do stuff with it. I feel like that's what they did with uh space jam and the matrix. Yeah. They're like, shit, we got these licenses coming up. It's going to public domain if we don't use it.
0: Yeah. It's like, how are we going to make a matrix movie? And it's like,
1: all right, well, we'll think about it or <laughs> not think about it. It's just, oh, I know they <laughs> probably get their money back just on name alone, but like, can we just stop doing that? Just let the license go. Let it go. Whatever let the it. thing is. I stop mean, recreating shit.
0: Exactly. I mean, it, it only- took forever for, uh, EA to, you know, give up the rights for, uh, star Wars.
1: Yeah. And look how good it's been doing. Um, Who's the one that does the new one?
0: We finally got a decent Star Wars game coming out now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Jedi Survivor was good. Uh, don't get me wrong, but like, we have like other good stories coming out now. Like, was this uh, Star Wars Outlaws? Outlaws? Yeah, yeah, that one looks pretty good. But yeah, it's shit like that, and then like Sony has to come out with like apparently they had. Morbius as they
1: wanted to keep that. So they came out with the movie. (laughs) Yeah, Don't want to lose rights to uh, the MCU scooping up more people. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So they come out, they pretty much come out with everything they got for Spider-Man. And then they're like, Oh, we got Morbius. We might as well uh, do something with that and come out with a shit movie. Yep. (laughs) Which only got any recognition because of memes. Pretty sure it was dead on release. <laughs> yep. I was still looking for it's morbid time, but never saw it. I was I, so convinced. Like I was so convinced that was
1: like a quote in the movie because
0: everybody said it. I love I the was, part where he says it's morbid time.
1: <laughs> fucking fake news. I was literally convinced by memes as well that that was an actual line. He does. Yeah. He does say, um, you, don't, you won't like me when I'm angry or something like that in the movie. Yeah, you do say see that. <laughs> I'm just like, stop, please. Don't, don't use that. That quote's already used. It was already bad when the Hulk said it. <laughs> yeah, it was. You won't like
0: me when I'm angry. It's just used too much now.
1: Yeah, you got anything more for Lord of the Rings? I don't think
0: so. You know my opinion on it, and it is hazardous. <laughs>
1: I I would say it's more the opposite. I think we both fall in the category of love in this movie and um, with the majority of people as this movie has like, what, like an 8.8? Yeah. Probably easily one of the top 50 movies of all time.
0: Popularity is on the rise for some reason. Probably because they announced that they're coming out with a new trilogy. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I really hope they don't fuck it up. They didn't do too you bad know. with The Hobbit, though, so... <laughs>
1: Yeah, so if you guys have any comments, questions, or want to share your thoughts about Lord of the Rings or any other movies and games we've done, you can always reach us at Hazardous Opinions Pod on Gmail or Instagram. And we have a Discord. Uh, reach out to us. You can talk to us in real time. Uh, we try to respond to people as soon as we can. Links in the description to join that. What what, what you're watching lately.
0: Oh nothing nothing really of note if i'm gonna be honest i haven't watched a movie except this one in a while keeping it relaxed keeping it relaxed just uh watching anime and tv shows (laughs) that's fair that's fair or cooking shows if i'm gonna be specific so (laughs) (laughs) we probably don't want to talk about that
1: yeah what about you I have a few recommends. I um black mirror season six just dropped uh, a few days ago. Very good. I binge. I did watch the first played. episode of that. Um, Joan is Joan is, Joan awful. is awful. Yeah.
0: Yep. That, that was a trip itself. So, I mean, it's probably a testament for what's going to
1: happen throughout the rest of it. Indeed. I, uh, I was very happy with all five of the episodes, so it's definitely a high recommend from me. Um, I also got into this other new show that uh, just started streaming on Netflix called beef. It's got Steven Yeun in it from the walking dead fame. And it is very good. If you, I really like that one, watch through the first episode. And if it hooks you, you're going to enjoy the rest of the show (laughs) It is so good. A little slow for the few episodes after it, but like, from like episode six to the finale, it is it picks up. It's good.
0: Yeah, it just it just pulls you in like right away. First of all, you're wondering why the fuck he's uh, returning like 60.
1: <laughs> was it grills or something? Yeah, he had like a couple uh hibachi grills or whatever they were.
0: Yeah, he goes out of the parking lot and then somebody uh was what happens. Somebody just sits out in front of him as he nearly backs
1: up. into him. Or he nearly backs into her. Yeah. And then she just just sits there and lays on the horn (laughs) and then chaos ensues. (laughs) One road rage incident, one road rage incident just leads to this whole wacky show that gets really deep into feelings actually. And like real talks about depression and a lot of other real topics, but like covered in so much comedy and just insanity about what's going on as well. Um, Great show. I'm, I don't think I've been happier watching a show in the last few years. Yeah,
0: it's first time I've seen uh, David Cho in a show. That's like him acting. It was just kind of crazy. David Cho, he plays uh, his uh, cousin.
1: Oh, I was like, do you mean the the main character guy? No, <laughs> but no, his he actually just does have the same name as the well, characters.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Wait, wait, what?
1: Or similar name. Cause Danny Cho is the main character. David Cho is one of the actors.
0: Oh yeah. David Cho is one of the actors. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. He was really good. I, I liked his stuff. Yeah.
0: I mean, he doesn't do much acting is all at all. He's just an artist, but he, uh, he has his own show. It's a, the Cho show that I've seen. And he basically interviews people and paints with them and, He's just really down to earth and stuff. I love him.
1: The um, the cousin or the um, the, the, the rich husband, the
0: the cousin. Oh, he, he plays an asshole in this. Uh, in this show beef, but like yep. he's actually a really good dude.
1: Yeah, I really liked his character. He I, I won't get into too much. Cause we'll, we'll probably do our own thing on beef one day. But yeah, maybe yeah, he he surprised me by not being one note. Yeah, so. Yeah, And then um, I just had a couple of movies as well. Uh, La La Land from 2016 with uh, Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. Uh, Been recommended that one for quite a few years. Finally got around to watching it and it's um, better than I was expecting.
0: Even if it's a musical?
1: Yeah. And I'm not usually one for musicals, but there was a lot more story here than just music. And that's good. Actually a lot of, a lot of talking. So it ended up being a uh, a really good drama that really just pulls you in from the first first couple of scenes. So that one's a, okay. a high recommend, and then a semi recommend slash not recommend Army of Thieves, also a a Netflix one that they helped produce. This is a prequel to uh, Army of the Dead with Batista. I've seen our army of the dead. Yeah. This is a prequel that kind of gives you the backstory of the safe cracker that's in that movie. Oh, not really a necessary movie and not very great. It's very formulaic and okay. Yeah. The the one standout thing that would make me recommend this is the, the main character um, who is, Sorry, I'm blanking on his name, George Dieter, in the in this one and in Army of the Dead. Uh, he's played by a German actor, uh, Matthias, I'm probably going to butcher his name, Schweigauffer. Uh, yeah. But he did really good. He's a good comedian, and his role in this movie alone is probably uh, the sole reason to go see it. Okay. So army of the dead and
0: army of thieves came out in the same year. That's actually like pretty impressive.
1: Yeah. I guess they had enough revenue from Netflix to go do it again. I, yeah. I mean, both are very overall middle of the road movies. I think they're like five, six, but I don't know if you liked army of the dead, you'll probably like army of thieves. I think it's yeah. probably even better than it, even though it doesn't have zombies. It's a big uh, Zack Snyder film. Yep. You can just tell. Yeah. So we are doing a bit of an older movie for our next one, even older than this one by a few years. Uh, we're going to be watching Fargo. And we uh, will be having a special guest with us.
0: Yeah. Actually so, having a special, special <laughs> guest this time.
1: Yeah, it's been a... Uh, been a few episodes since we've actually had someone else on the show so we're gonna discuss this one with someone else and as being both midwestern living people Fargo uh, yep is uh, the one movie that's kind of from up there so yeah <laughs> it'll be good
0: to cover yep you gotta. It, it'll be our staple it'll be our uh, crown jewel movie represents the midwest
1: <laughs> I hope I mean I haven't seen this one yet <laughs> so, so we'll, we'll see how good it is yeah we'll see Yeah, that's all I have. That's all for me, too. Alrighty. See you guys later.